Welcome to the Vital Dome podcast for Tuesday, January 14th. S&P futures are trading flat to up one point. Europe's major industries are trading up about five to 10 basis points. Asia was mixed overnight with Japan up and then Hong Kong and mainland China both down. Um, and those moves are about 30 basis points, Japan on the upside, Hong Kong, China on the downside. Um, you know, relatively quiet morning ahead of a bunch of catalysts. Um, you know, ahead of a busy week of catalysts starting a little bit later this morning. So just to kind of run through today's catalyst, you have JP Morgan's earnings will hit around 6.50 to 7 a.m. City and Wells are both going to hit at around 8 a.m. And then you have the US CPI at 8.30 a.m. this morning. Um, those are today's only major scheduled catalysts. Uh, there is nothing after the bell in terms of scheduled earnings. Um, you do have the last Democratic debate tonight, and this is the last one ahead of Iowa. There are more debates coming up, but this is the last one ahead of the first um, caucus in Iowa. So, um, like I said, quiet this morning, uh, other than two items, I think, that are you know incremental to the macro narrative. So, you have some more press reports ahead of this phase one signing ceremony that is tomorrow at the White House. Um, a couple of reports just talking about how China is going to make an explicit commitment to purchase $200 billion worth of American goods over two years. That $200 billion number is not new. That's been talked about in the press for you know ever since this, this deal was first tentatively agreed to back in December. Um, but it just kind of lays out some more specifics about how that $200 billion will be allocated um, over, over services, manufactured goods, agriculture, energy, et cetera. Um, so again, I you know it, it certainly is not negative that you will have an explicit commitment to the 200 billion, um, including the commitment to that 40 billion of uh, inc- of agricultural purchases. Um, but again, I still I still think this is kind of a lot more marketing than it is a real substantive change in the economic relationship between the two countries. Um, and then just going back to what we saw yesterday with this whole currency manipulator, um, where we slapped the label on China. Um, you know, unfairly in that China had not been manipulating its currency, at least not manipulating it, um, you know, to extract economic gain. If, if anything, it was trying to prevent it from uh, falling further. Um, slapped that on back in August to increase negotiating leverage, and then we take it off now. Um, so it's it, it's kind of a hollow uh, victory or a hollow change in, in kind of the dynamic. And then also the semi-annual um, uh, forum for talks that had been in place under Bush and Obama that Trump scrapped right right when he walked into the White House, that will also kind of be brought back too. So again, a, a hollow change as far as um, you know, m- uh, more more optics and I think um, really kind of shifting the underlying dynamics of the relationship. But nevertheless, um, it certainly is, you know, he's having a lot of success in terms of marketing it and, and it is going to be a political win for him. Um, at the end of the day. So that's kind of China phase one. You know, I still think that it's fully embedded in the market at this point. I don't think you're going to see a substantive shift or an inflection higher in growth um, globally. Um, that being said, you did have some data out of China overnight. So the trade numbers for December were strong. So you had um, exports were above expectations and imports also beat. The import number was helped somewhat by surging um, pork imports, given uh, the domestic issues with uh, Chinese pork production. But you do have, um, you know, you have strong trade numbers out of China this morning. You get another um, another round of data out of China this Friday morning, where you're going to have December industrial production, retail sales, and then you have Q4 GDP out of China Friday morning as well. Um, so those are the two major pieces of news today that, you know, this, the phase one articles and then the China trade talk. Um, otherwise nothing too incremental on the political front, 
you know, you you are getting um, you know, a lot of uh, Bernie fears in the last, I would say, you know, four days or so. Um, unclear why he's eliciting so much concern. Um, you know, if you go back to um, you know, September, October of last year, where where Warren had a surge, um, you know, she got briefly she was she was leading polls or at least tied with Biden in the upper twenties. Um you know, Sanders right now on on national polls is only kind of in the in the low twenties, so he's not anywhere near where Warren was. Um, you know, that being said, a, a few polls do have him leading in Iowa, New Hampshire, and even Nevada. Actually, depending on what poll you look at, a few other polls have Biden leading. So it certainly is coming down to a Biden versus Sanders race. Um, Biden is not supposed to win the two prime, the two first primaries of Iowa and New Hampshire. He is polling much better in the second two, Nevada and and South Carolina, and then he's also polling well on on all the Super Tuesday states. So, um, you know, I think it's too soon to kind of get terribly concerned or terribly worried about kind of the state of the Democratic primary. Um, you did see healthcare stocks um, get hit hard yesterday in part because of fears that Sanders was, uh, you know, um, the odds of him capturing the nomination are rising. Um, like I said before, tonight is the final democratic debate before Iowa. Um, you know, I think so long as Biden can stay in the top three for those first two states of Iowa and New Hampshire, um, and not fall below 15%, I think he can weather, um, losses in those states and then, and kind of emerge still intact as the lead, um, for Nevada, South Carolina, and then into Super Tuesday. Um, but obviously a lot of time between now and then. Um, there was an interesting article of, from BlackRock that I that included today just talking about how um, you know Larry Fink made this sent this big letter internally about how environmental sustainability is going to be a critical core goal of the company. So the, the whole ESG investment theme, um, this obviously fits very much into that. There was a ton of micro news out of the U.S. last night. A lot of pre-announcements, a lot of updates. So you have two big conferences this week. You have the ICR retail conference, and then you have the J.P. Morgan healthcare conference. So you're having a ton of retail and healthcare updates around that. Um, I would say nothing uh, terribly incremental. No major pre-announcements as, as far as major companies. Um, you did have a second semiconductor firm, so Dialog Semi out of Germany yesterday issued a, a small upside pre-announcement that hit midday in the U.S. after Europe closed. Um, so Dialog is trading down small in Europe today, and I think that just shows how you know expectations are very, very frothy um, within the semiconductor space. Just given that you've had some you know some positive news, including the microchip upside pre-announcement last week, um, so that price action is interesting to see. Uh, other than that, though, there is real kind of no narrative shifting pronouncements from anyone. Um, and that is really it for today. Uh, and like I said, there's, you know, other than the bank earnings coming out in a couple of hours and the CPI at 8.30, there's no scheduled news. Um, there's no other, there's no more scheduled news out uh, for today. So that is it. Thank you everyone for listening.